very, very, very rarely is somebody successful with their first business. Most dropshippers I know maybe had like four or five or six businesses before they finally got it. But every single time you start a business, you're learning something new, right? So the first time you're learning, build your website, add those products. If it didn't work out, the next time you can do that faster and you can learn maybe doing Facebook ads a little bit better. You might get some sales and say, okay, I got a better product, go to the next store. But each time you're evolving, it's not like you're just failing and you're just losing the store and losing that money. Each time you're learning things because you're starting a business and you're you're ultimately forced to learn how to run a business by doing it. Welcome to Start Yours, a podcast by Oberlo about what it's like to start your own thing. No matter what stage of starting your own business or enterprise that you're at, you could be in the side hustle zone, it could just be an idea that you're having while sitting at your day job desk. Wherever you are at, we have got you covered. I'm Alicia McCormack, and one thing I've learned about running a side hustle, a small business on top of my day job, is time management. It is not repeating the same mistakes over and over again, which sometimes I'm better at than others and really doing my research, really listening to my peers and colleagues and trying to implement their advice, which is what we hope to do on this show every week. In this episode of the show, I am welcoming our Obolo team member, Gurj Singh, who is a social care advisor at Obolo and is really passionate about helping our merchants, helping you out there get things done, not repeat the same mistakes, and also really exceed your goals. He has been collating a list of the most common things to avoid when you are launching a new brand or store. Now, this doesn't just have to be connected directly to drop shipping. This is very relevant to e-commerce. And even if you're running a physical brick and mortar store, or you're perhaps a life coach and you want to brand yourself and put yourself out there and sell your services, the advice that Gerge has given us today is really valuable no matter what stage of business launching or what sort of business you're running. He talks a lot about customer care, about transparency and communication, and how you can exceed your customers' expectations and make sure they come back again, no matter what you're selling or what you're marketing. I really enjoyed speaking to Gurdj and I think you will enjoy listening too. If you have a question or a thought or a comment or something that you would like to contribute to the Start Yours podcast, then you can email us podcast at obolo.com. And don't forget to check out obolo.com. We've got some very nice new branding. We've done a bit of a refresh of our website and app and uh, I think you should go and check it out. So let's head to my interview with Gurdj. Oh, look, it's really nice to talk to members of the team who have direct contact with our lovely merchants and people who are giving it a red hot go at running their own business. Gurdj, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. You have so much information. I'm bursting with excitement. Yeah, no worries. I'm happy to share it for sure. This is great. So we've been chatting like for months on Slack about this episode. So it's it's had a, it's had a <laughs> the expectations are high and 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 we do have a lot to cover. But in this episode, we're going to talk about store building and branding, yep. customer service, and shipping. And and you really do have on a day to day basis. You talk to a lot of people, so you really are in the thick of it when it comes to figuring out where people are going. Not necessarily wrong, but I suppose that some of the mistakes that you could avoid if you're especially new to this business. Um, 
what's it like having that sort of one-on-one with a lot of people who are really, really trying very hard to build their empires? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been doing this for like three years. I was at shop, started at Shopify three years ago and I've been with Oberlo specifically for about two years. So I've worked with literally thousands of dropshippers or thousands of business owners in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do find out really like what people struggle with when they're um, beginning. And also when, when we've been in Oberlo, we can work with some of the entrepreneurs a little bit more frequently. So it's pretty cool to see how people who are just starting out evolve in their business and how Oberlo can also help them or how they've followed our videos to uh, find out how to run Facebook ads, whatever it is. I mean, dealing with them all the time, it's honestly pretty fun. And you learn quite yeah. a bit as well from different entrepreneurs, which is always good. Yeah, I mean, you have a, a real window into the progress and success of people, but also, you know, I suppose the common little pitfalls that people run into. And I noticed um, speaking to lots of merchants on the show and and especially really finding a pattern in people who go out there and they see an ad for dropshipping or becoming an e-commerce sort of king or, or queen overnight and then realising, oh, this is actually pretty hard. It's not all just, you know, push a button, find a product, sell it. Yeah, you're rich. It's, <laughs> it's, there are... <laughs> There are challenges involved in this. Not to say that that doesn't happen. We have lots of very successful merchants, but it can sometimes feel a little bit like we're being sold a bit of a, a you know, one-step process when that's certainly not the case. Um, let's start with store building and branding. We've sort of tried to sort of bring together some of your tips into these these categories, but it'd be great to really um, go through some of your tips and and just figure out where we can help people and hopefully cut a couple of corners when it comes to making these mistakes. So where should we kick it off, Gerge? For sure. Uh, firstly, I'll just touch on your point of this is one of the most common mistakes. People come in thinking that it's going to be really easy. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, drop shipping is just a business model. It's just a way you're going to fulfill your orders and source your products. You're going in into this creating a business and you're becoming an entrepreneur. So the n- number one thing I think that people come, if you come into it with the wrong mindset, you're all, it's already going to be harder for you to become successful. If you're going yeah. into it thinking of, okay, I'm going to start a business, I'm an entrepreneur, and you understand what starting a business entails, then you're going to be better set up for success. Totally. Yeah. And really good even, point. Yeah. And starting, so starting out building your store, I mean, really you're setting up your Shopify site, adding overload, and then you're adding products. Some of the things that I think merchants do too often is start adding too many products or spend a ton of time on products and add 100 or 200 products without working on their store design. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and this happens all the time as well. Like someone will add 250 products. I'll check out the website because we're obviously working with them and mm-hmm. there's, they've done no design work. So you've just used so much time already just to add products and it's probably not the best use of your time. So if you're talking about sourcing products and then not getting caught up in adding 250 products to your store straight away, where should people start to look for their sort of niche product? If they're doing a general store or they're building an e-commerce store around a theme, where do you suggest we do our research to really ensure that we're getting the right stuff on the page? For sure. So 
one thing you could do is actually tune into our live videos. We share uh, trending products every week on Tuesdays, I think it is. Um, right. Really common website is Ecom Product Hunt, which is a third-party website. You can find some products there. Some of the more commonly used ones are Google Trends as well. And we actually have a blog with, I think, like 10 or 11 different things you can use. But my personal favorite for finding winning products online is definitely going on to Facebook. Anytime I see an ad, just click through it, check out the Facebook page for the product. And -hmm. if you do that enough times, I actually learned this from Scott Hilsey. Um, if you do that enough times, Instagram and Facebook will pretty much only show you drop shipping stores. Like I see tons of different products every single day and I'll just click through it, go all the way to the checkout. So Facebook keeps showing me these types of products. That's personally what I like to do. Um, but yeah, there's tons of different ways. You can just go on AliExpress as well. Look for the products that have the highest orders, um, check out reviews, things like that. That's the most common ways I would say. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about um, when you're searching for products. I know we've, we've featured um, merchants recently that have had issues with selling copyrighted products or branded products that perhaps, um, you know, put up a red flag, especially within Shopify as well. If you are selling things that you shouldn't be selling, people find out pretty quickly. Yeah. Give me a little bit of background about what we should and shouldn't be looking for when it comes to that sort of, uh, those sort of products. Absolutely. So if you if you pretty much see anything that's a large brand on AliExpress, like if you see any Air Jordan shoe, it's definitely fake. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want to stay away from anything branded like Marvel, anything like that, because pretty much as soon as you launch your website, you're going to get DMCA's, um, which is mm-hmm. essentially a letter that's going to ask you to take down your product. And you overall, you don't want to be involved in anything like this anyways. It's just going to land you in hot water. Uh, So it's best to stay away from anything. And if you're not sure, Google the brand, check out if they're a legitimate brand. A lot of the brands are just AliExpress brands and they've got their logos on it, which are usually good to drop ship. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you're really on the fence, you could definitely reach out to the supplier and just ask them if they allow drop shipping. Great. Going back to uh, the process of, okay, we've found, hopefully we haven't added 250 products to our our storefront um we've found maybe five products let's just say and we're about to build our store can you tell me a little bit more about how we can make the store look like a proper store and I say proper I I know we've got great templates and Shopify offer a lot of different opportunities to make things look sexy and clean and 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 unique but how do we make it look like something that is a a, a quote-unquote real brand and not just something we've hacked together in 26 minutes and and put up so definitely a good logo Um, you can use Hatchful there's tons of different sites you can get to get free free logos Mm -hmm. um a domain name those are pretty much the basic things and one thing i like to do is actually get brand color kits online which will give you like five or six different colors um that is kind of like a brand template and you can plug those into your shopify store but all of the colors work really well together i feel like if you're not very good with branding and you're messing around with colors you might make the store look a little bit strange (laughs) um especially if you add like neon colors Um, other than that, the other common things I would add to make sure your business looks legit and you do want to have these anyways is adding a shipping policy for sure that outlines your shipping. 
This is Mm -hmm. super important because it's one of the things that people are going to click on most when they land on your product page. They want to know how long it's going to take them to get or how long it's going to take the product to get to them. That's going to be one of the main questions. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I want to jump into shipping as well in a second, but can I just also ask you a little bit about um, the copy, just looking at the website as well. When, if you are pulling um, from AliExpress, you can pull the copy straight from their page, but that's a bit of a no-no, isn't it, when you are sort of setting up your site because often, well, often the copy isn't great, but how can we improve that? Do, do you recommend going back and rewriting or tweaking? How do we make it look sort of, well, I say unique or at least sort of slightly unique to, to your branded website? For sure. So I would definitely rewrite the whole thing. Um, yeah. Start from scratch. You want to do essentially look into your product, look what the features, advantages, and benefits are, write them down, see how you can incorporate that into your copy. Um, You want to outline the different ways a product would solve a problem for a customer. And there's, you, I mean, I would definitely even Google some product template or product copy templates or look at similar products in the niche and look at the copy that different brands are using and not really copy it, but take inspiration from it and adjust it for your own brand and your own niche and your product. Um, But that's like one way that you have, it's another way you have to win someone over. Somebody might look at your Facebook ad and think, okay, I need this product, click through it, use an accelerated checkout and buy the product. Someone might be a little bit interested and they're going to land on your product page. And now your product copy is your second chance to sell to them. If you have a really strong product copy and you can, create a vision in somebody's head of why they need the product. Or if you're selling clothing, um, you can kind of make somebody imagine them wearing the clothing. You're going to have a better chance of selling that product. Yeah. And can I just say, can people like Grammarly, the website Grammarly is absolutely free, the plugin that you can use. Just check your spelling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> I sound like a bit of an old school teacher, but and and my spelling and grammar can be shocking sometimes, Gertrude. But the idea that if you're on a, a product page, there's something about seeing things that are misspelled or you know just bad grammar, yeah. and, and and there's a I suppose an element of trust that goes into it, but also just care that you have gone and and just spell check something. So can I just do a little plug? We're not affiliated with them, but I use <laughs> Grammarly all the time, and just to say, just run something, run a spell check through. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. And like you're saying, it really is that trustworthy aspect. Um, and that's a huge part as well for building your online store and converting those customers. Do you recommend also, you know, I, I, I've, I sit on AliExpress all the time and, I, I you know, I, it's part of our job is to know what we're, what we're sort of uh, recommending and also getting to know the Obolo app. But what do you think about product images? Because there are some suppliers who will give you 50 product, Im- product images and they're sexy and they look Instagrammable and there are others that are pretty, you know, not inspiring. What do you recommend to, to our uh, merchants and how they can produce beautiful imagery that will entice people to purchase? For sure. So, for this, again, I want to come back to you're starting a business. Like you're starting a business, so you you should probably check out that product and have that product with you. I can yes. go on any dropshipping website for 10 seconds, look at a product, and probably figure out if it's dropshipping just because I've spent yep. that much time on AliExpress. A lot of pe- other people can do that as well. 
And you can use things like excluding Facebook page admins and excluding AliExpress from your ads. Um, so ideally, you won't show it to people who are dropshippers. But again, you're not really setting yourself apart and people landing on your website probably have seen multiple stores that are exactly the same. So when you're starting a business, I would say 100% buy the product. Yes. Most people have smartphones with 4K cameras or something close to it. Just put it on the table with a white background and you can take nice product pictures. You can take product videos. If you're not so good at editing, you can hire somebody on Fiverr and pay them 20, 30 bucks to edit you a nice little ad. Um, but that's going to help set you apart. You And that's not the only thing. If you don't like the pictures, all you have to do is put that product up again, take more pictures of it, record more videos of it, and you have unlimited content to create. I love this. And it's also, as you said, I mean, Shopify have a whole section of uh, called Burst. All you yeah. have to do is look up Shopify Burst. We have thousands of free product images and not product we'll just sort of lifestyle images that you can then as you said send it to someone on fiverr and say hey can you please put my iphone case on in this photo and a lot of people are pretty clever with the way they can photoshop products in i interviewed a, a, a merchant recently who sold plushy toys uh and and they were really cute little fat seals and um, bobo tea and I was so surprised when I said to him gosh your product images are amazing and yes he did have some genuine product images that he'd taken himself but he said you know most of it was uh, lifestyle images that I downloaded off burst and (laughs) then (laughs) added them in and it looked like the lady in the photo was holding this toy when really he was just a bit good with a Photoshop and I was absolutely convinced and like you I look at a lot of these sites and a lot of these uh these sort of imagery and and he had tricked me so yeah if you if you can spend a bit of time and if you don't have the skills as well find someone that does and it won't cost you very much money but also it's an investment to make your site stand out from as you said seeing the repeated images go over and over again you sort of get a pretty viewpoint yeah. Yeah. You can even use free tools like Canva, upload the image, adjust it a little bit, and then make mm-hmm. it your product image. Or even add like those little words with a point and outline product features. There's a lot of stuff you can do. Um, and you can really set yourself apart again when you're when you don't look like a drop shipping store. Yeah. So let's talk, I think that's really important. Let's talk a little bit more about customer service, because I think a lot of people underestimate how much of a huge sort of deal this is when it comes to running any sort of business, but especially when you are dealing with uh, you're the middleman as a dropshipper, you are organising to sell the product, but then you are absolutely relying on someone else to send the product, which we're going to get to in shipping, and I think that's a really big factor as well. But can we go through a little bit of what people – mistakes you've seen people make over the years with uh, customer service, what they miss out on or underestimate? For sure. So this, so you're going to get people that are going to email you when you get sales asking where the product is. Mm-hmm. If you can be overly nice or just in general provide exceptional customer service, the likeliness of them asking to cancel their order or refund something is way lower. If mm-hmm. you just send out a standard message or, hey, your order's on the way, um, you know, they might ask for a refund, but you can utilize exceptional customer service to kind of get around that long shipping time in a way. Um, Making sure that you have a solid return and refund policy, 
Um, these are super important as well. You want to have those on your page because again, the customer wants to know those things when they're buying the product and you can use a template as well, but I would always suggest kind of being a little bit fun with it and making it go along with your brand or align with your branding. That's a good way. It's a, it's, it's a really good point you make, Gersh, with being able to add a bit of your own personality into these messages and I always sort of say that you know the 404 page the redirect page we've you know we've got in the Shopify template you've got a chance to jump in and add a bit of sass or something to it and I think it's sometimes a missed opportunity to be able to stand out when you know if if, if you use the sort of templated responses which are great but also if you can add a bit of personality it does make you as you said from the beginning not look like a dropshipping store if you don't want to look like a dropshipping store exactly be able to carry that messaging through it yeah 100 percent. and one of the other things actually that reminded me that i really like is um when your shipping email goes out you can you can edit it right so you can yeah um you can inject your brand into your shipping email and you can kind of lighten up the email a little bit it's good. Also, I know in my e-com store, I have, I bought a template that just matches. Um, I think I paid 20 bucks for it and I've used it for three and a half years, but it just matches all my brand colors and uh, it adds my logo to the shipping template. And, you know, I can add gifts and all this sort of silly stuff, but it's one of those things that I, I ask people to respond. I ask them a question in the email um, and I get so many responses from people who, uh, you know, probably wouldn't have responded if it was just a black and white normal templated email, like shipping response, shipping email. So, yeah, it's good to add that little extra bit of touch. And for me, that twenty bucks has been an investment because I think it really gets people engaged and and committed to my brand. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, again, you're not going to look like a drop shipper. You're not going to look like one of the fifty other stores. You can really, yeah, like outline your brand there. What do you call good customer service? Is it getting back to people quickly? Is it being able to solve problems? Is it all of the above? Sure. So getting back to quickly is huge. Mm-hmm. Offering actual solutions instead of just uh, saying, sorry, no refunds, or once you get the product, ship it back, whatever it is. Um, yep. Offering a gift card is one thing that I would highly suggest as one option. If the product is taking too long, empathize with the customer. Just say, hey, sorry about that. I mean, in today's age, everything is going to take a while because of COVID. Drop shipping yeah. products are already taking a little while and now even longer because of COVID. Um, mm-hmm. But if somebody asks you for a refund, you can you know, apologize, say, hey, sorry about that. We're having delays or uh, whatever you may say. And then on top of that, offer them a gift card or offer them another solution but kind of give them options and try to really provide, again, exceptional customer service. Because if you can get that customer to take a gift card and just give them the product anyways, they may buy off your store again. And I think people underestimate, they go, I don't want to lose the money, but also they could be people that are going to come back, as you said, and spend more money. But also what's what's losing 10 bucks when uh, you've made someone happy and also then dealing with the barrage of complaints when you don't make them happy. I tell you, I would yeah. rather just give them the $10. <laughs> Absolutely. And you don't want somebody going on your social medias and just bad-mouthing your brand because that is not going to yeah. help especially with no. social proof. But if you leave, if you have an upset customer, like a happy customer, sure, they might leave a review, but an upset customer is probably going to leave a bad review. 
just going back to the idea of entrepreneurship and and the idea that a lot of people who start in dropshipping don't necessarily get the wins straight away. Do you do you encounter people that are impatient? I mean, I'm impatient all the time. This is not just, <laughs> I'm too. not having a go. I mean, I just want success. Yeah, yeah. I'm just we're all impatient. But what's your response to people when they when they're like, Gertrude, I just want I just want to make money. I just want this to work, but it's not working. How do you sort of counter that as, you know, in your role For sure. in social care? So we get a lot of those questions actually, but one thing I would say, I mean, at Oberlo, we've interviewed, I don't know, maybe a hundred, maybe more drop shippers. Um, Shopify as well has done interviews with tons of business owners. Very, very, very rarely is somebody successful with their first business. Most yes. dropshippers I know maybe had like four or five or six businesses before they finally got it. But every single time you start a business, you're learning something new, right? So the first time you're learning, build your website, add those products. If it didn't work out, the next time you can do that faster and you can learn maybe doing Facebook ads a little bit better. You might get some sales and say, okay, I got a better product, go to the next store. But each time you're evolving, it's not like you're just failing and you're just losing the store and losing that money. Each time you're learning things because you're starting a business and you're, you're ultimately forced to learn how to run a business by doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's so important to remember every experience will give you uh, future success. And uh, it's. I think most of the people that we feature on this show – that's their main message that they have bummed out a few times, but they've gone and said, all right, I'm not going to do that again. Or yeah. next time I'll pivot or I won't, I won't be so quick to put all my money into Facebook ads in one go. Or, you know, there's so many lessons that can be learned. Exactly. It's, it's inspiring, but it's also, you know, interesting to see people give up and, and sad because it's like, man, your next product could have been it. This yeah. next business could have been the one. There's, there's even still successful dropshippers that are still starting stores and they're still failing. Like they're yeah. just continuing yeah. to work through it. And some of them have five or six, but that person who has five or six has probably started 30 or 40. Wow. That's crazy. But it's really good to keep saying that because I think so many people uh, just feel really despondent by it. But it's actually just like really good to, to hear that you, you come across these people all the time. Absolutely. Um, Let's get to shipping because this is important. And as you said, we are currently in a situation where shipping has been a bit of a nightmare worldwide and even domestically. I know in Australia, we've, you know, things could arrive in two days or 26 days. You just have no idea. Yeah. And I think relying, <laughs> relying on any shipping is hard. So let's, let's talk about from a merchant point of view, how we can communicate to customers and although we can't ensure, assure that things are going to arrive when they're going to arrive because we're not shipping gods, how do we make sure that this is something we communicate and hopefully don't annoy too many people in the process? Sure. So offering free shipping, I mean, off the top, I would say you kind of have to do it because your product's going to take a little while. Um, yep. But also being very clear about how long shipping might take. I think if people are deceptive, that's where you're going to get chargebacks or that's where you're going to get really angry customers. But mm -hmm. having a shipping policy outlining, per, I mean, personally, I like to break it down between the processing time and the shipping time. So right. it kind of breaks down instead of just saying 30 days, you can say 10 days, up to 10 days processing times, up to 20 days shipping time. And another thing that's really important about buying your own product, 
is that you'll actually get a good estimate of how long that product takes. Yes. I've bought products on AliExpress that say 25 to 30 days that have came in two to three weeks. I've also bought products that say 14 to 20 days that have taken two months. So Mm. unless you actually buy the product, you're not going to know. And that's where it's really going to help. Say you get the product in three weeks, then you can outline the three-week shipping time. And it's also good just to add on, I've bought products in the same for the same sort of test test patterns and they've turned up and they're not packaged very well. They don't look very sexy yeah. when they arrive. And I think, oh, I don't know if I want to put my brand name to this because, you know, there are 50 other stores selling something similar. Um, and although it's having to wait for more product to arrive, it's just really good to see how it's packed and, and to make sure when you're then having to process customer service, you know, hopefully not complaints or feedback, that you can say, yeah, okay, it should have been bubble wrapped or yeah. it just come in a weird box or whatever. So you have that knowledge to then be able to provide that feedback. Yeah, or a supplier might leave like a little promotional thing, get another product from the store for 50%. Uh. So yeah, you want to you be on top of that and get that product. Okay, then go to the how if, you know, we know that there might be delays or things might be happening or we can watch uh, your ship, the orders go out via the app. How do we communicate that to customers if things are looking a little grim on the shipping side? How do we just keep people happy and hopefully not asking them or they're not coming to you asking for refunds? Sure. So one thing you can do is if there's a free way to do it within Orbelo, you can send shipping confirmations to your customers. Mm-hmm. Um that will link you to another tracking website. Personally, I like to use apps uh, like Parcel Panel or Tractor because they'll let you embed a shipping page onto your website. Now, yeah, so when that email goes out, you can give them the tracking link. And this is another place for you to outline your shipping times again. The customer will click onto the link to see where their package is. You can just have a little snippet, your your package is being prepared. And at least this way, they're always updated. And if if you're doing the same thing, but you're not responding to customers or customers are trying to look for their packages, they're going to become at, at, like they're going to become unease, and they're going to want to reach out to somebody, try to get a refund, or try to return the product or cancel the order. If the whole way through you're kind of showing them, hey, you know the package status is updated, or you have a tracking page that says, hey, your order's on the way at least then they kind of know that this order is moving along and they're up to date with everything. Yes. I mean, you just want to be communicated. I mean, I I know like if if I can see something's delayed or I know that it's going through customs or whatever's happening, at least you're aware. But if you are in the the dark and there's no tracking information, then, you know, as a customer, I get a bit annoyed. I just want want information. And you you can definitely just put like you're having delays because of COVID because it it is happening to every company. Like I bought Jordans from Foot Locker and normally Foot Locker is two to three days, but right away they sent me an email, expect delays because of COVID and it took over a week. But I, to be honest, I don't really mind at all. It's Foot Locker and everything in Canada is having delays. So yeah, to me, it wasn't an issue and they, they reached out to me. It was easy. I didn't mind. I didn't even think about it again. And you can definitely do the same with your brand. Yeah, it's great. It's And it's such a simple thing to do. And as you said, it's going to save you a lot of trouble in the future if you are communicative and you're getting that messaging out, like preempting any issues. It's exactly. going to be great. Yeah, you're going to save a big headache for sure. 
Oh my gosh, couldn't even imagine. And also, uh, you know, saving having to, I mean, I know you love talking to people, but also saving people coming and asking the same 20 questions over and over again when it's just there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Gurdj, any other points you want to share with our lovely listeners to to sort of, you know, mistakes they can avoid making from the get-go? For sure. So honestly, the biggest thing I would say is too many people just end up giving up or dropping it when they figure out that it's not that easy. There's Mm -hmm. tons of resources like our dropshipping one-on-one course literally gives you a blueprint to learn how to set up your online business. But yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's super easy. You can just skim through it, get a basic understanding. Then you can follow along and build your website, but that's just the beginning. Like once you've got your store set up, there's so much you can do. You can learn about, I mean, I would personally like to try out advertising on Pinterest because their user growth is insane right now. Yeah. But that's just yeah. another. And it's cheap. It's yeah, cheap. exactly. And there's tons of different things you can do. It doesn't just have to be Facebook ads, even though that is the most popular and I would definitely say the most effective. Once yeah. you get your business up and running, you're a business owner and you've got to make sales. So you have to start learning about different ways you can do things. Um, but yeah, I think honestly, get it started and then continue to working through failure. Anytime you mess up, it's just a learning experience and you can keep working through it. That's excellent advice. And and my only thing to jump on top of is that it's really not, I think, as much as you see people say it, and we certainly don't spread this message in any of our training, but, you know, dropshipping and e-commerce is not a set and forget business as much as people like to say, hey, you just build the site and then someone else sends it. You don't have to worry about it. But it's all automated. It's not true, is it? <laughs> no, not at all. And anytime I talk to somebody and they kind of um, – come off uh, come off a little bit that way i'll try to let them know like this is hard and i'll share case studies of entrepreneurs who explain their journeys um but yeah if you come into it with the right mindset that you're gonna bust your behind to make a successful business you're gonna be better off because then you're gonna be grinding you're gonna be waking up early working all the time because that's really what it takes and like the whole jet set kind of lifestyle where you can travel and all, all of that is 100% possible, but it doesn't start sure. with that. You really have to grind in the beginning. Nobody just turns on their laptop, starts a Shopify store, moves to Barbados and starts making money. <laughs> they, they put in countless hours before you see what's on Instagram of them in different countries with their laptops. Like there's a lot of work that comes before that. And then you can kind of enjoy that later on once you have a successful business. Yeah, I think this is excellent advice. Uh, yes, reach for the stars, but you know you got to get on the rocket ship first. I don't know what that yeah. was, but that's <laughs> <with> <laughs> hey, Gurdj, thank you so much for sharing all your wonderful insights. We should do this again because I know that you have a lot of information to share. Obviously, every day you're speaking to merchants yes. and, and learning new things. So let's let's pop back again before the year is out and chat again. And definitely, um, especially leading into the holidays, it would be really good to just hear some more tips from you about uh, what we should be doing in the holiday, especially leading up to this sort of very busy time of year and yeah. especially this year when no one can really go to stores <laughs> we're all shopping online all the holiday shopping online maybe next time Ooh. i'll interview you oh, <laughs> please yeah we can switch it around. <laughs> <laughs> book it okay done <laughs> thank you and we'll speak soon no problem at all thanks alicia 
thank you so much for listening and subscribing to Start Yours. And just a reminder, if you would like to participate in a recording of the show, perhaps you've got a great story to tell, or maybe you've learned some lessons that Gurge is talking about in today's episode. Maybe you've made some mistakes and you've figured out a solution and come out on top, then we would love to hear from you. All you need to do is pop us an email, podcast at obolo.com. Also, we have recently launched an Instagram account where we are sharing our favorite quotes, excerpts from the show, and links to all of our guests. So if you want to have a little sneaky peek at what they do, then that is the place to go. It is at Start Yours Podcast. Uh, chuck us a follow, as we'd say in Australia, and we will do so back. Thanks so much for listening. And until next week's show, we'll see you soon. 